So, you know, we were hunkering down in healthcare, like this is coming. And uh, I think Carl knows this, I'm a big analogy guy. It was literally like Games of Thrones. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're all sitting there, you know, the, the horde's coming and you know, it's cold outside and the team's hungry, and but you got to hold the line, right? Literally it was like that. <laughs> and as a leader, you're sitting there going, hey man, <laughs> I don't know what's coming, but it's coming. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I kind of use those analogies and kind of kept people smiling and laughing, but it, it was the truth. All right. Hey, Carl, how you doing, man? I'm uh, doing well, Sean. What's going on? How you been? Good, doing good, brother. All right, cool. So, and thank you all of your our guests out there. Welcome to another episode of As Is To Be. Um, I'm your co-host, Sean Atchapong, along with uh, with Carl really Reed here. Carl Reed, yeah, sometimes go by Creed. How you doing, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Good, good. And we have a very special guest today, Kyle Robinson. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to be here today, guys. All right, so let me start by telling you a little bit about Kyle. Um, so Kyle is a director for Facilities Operations, Sustainability, and Support Services at the Hospital of Sick Children. In his role, he is responsible for providing leadership and strategic direction to over 400 staff engaged in delivering excellent customer and technical service across facilities operations, protection services, utilities, energy management, environmental sustainability, and patient support services. Wow. Um, he's an advisor to the C-suite executives, um, providing insights and improvements and um, championing equity, diversity, inclusion. Um, Kyle's been in the game for a long time, over 15 years, as a matter of fact, providing private and public sector experience, leading facility portfolios and providing operationalized excellence within healthcare, higher education and biopharm uh, pharmaceutical industries. As a certified sustainable professional, he is committed to creating long and lasting benefits to both the environment, community through strategic planning, engagement, and operational best practices. Wow. So it's definitely a pleasure to have you with us here today, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks for having me. As I said before, I'm excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I know it's a mouthful. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a it's an impressive background, Kyle. Very impressive background. Um, truth be told, and full disclosure, uh, me and Kyle go way back. Uh, he's a good good friend of mine. I know him since like grade one, and I'm learning lessons from him all the time. So I'm so ecstatic that he's on this on this uh, channel uh, because I know we're gonna get some great insight from him. So thanks, Kyle. Um, so today, Kyle, though I know you, there's still a lot of insights I always get uh, when having a conversation with you. And so today's theme, we're going to focus on transformational leaders and lessons learned, particularly uh, you've inherited a, a new role in the last year. And of course, who can <laughs> ignore the fact that we're in COVID uh, pandemic? So I would love to get some insight from you. Um, first things first, why don't you give us some background um, and some history leading up to your current journey and uh, within your career? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great word, you know, uh, journey. And the journey continues, but yeah, the journey here is an interesting one for me. Uh, it, it really, because of my portfolio, people go, how do you take on such a large portfolio? But it's my career started in uh, biopharmaceutical, uh, 
worked for a biotech company in the beginning. And then from there, it led to a chance to work for an engineering firm as a consultant and really uh, developing the skills throughout North America, leading projects, uh, typically in the biopharmaceutical industry, building labs, uh, doing uh, commissioning, and really started to build the company from there. It really took us from five people up to almost 30 people, uh, which was super exciting. And then uh, we're branching in different aspects from environmental health and safety, uh, maintenance and operations, engineering, project management. Uh, basically, I was a jack of all trades. And really, I guess that's kind of where I started. It was interesting. As you said, been in the game for over 15 years. And uh, back in the day when I first started, it was really specialized, specialized, specialized. And uh, I kind of took the chance to learn everything and then really focus in on a couple of areas that I felt really were my key strengths. And uh, it really kind of panned out for me that the fact is that I, I kind of was the jack of all trades. It allowed me to understand multiple departments, which a lot of people only kind of understood one aspect. Um, and then basically I was able to provide services for all these different departments as a consultant and train staff, outsource them. And while well, I kind of built up my own background. And uh, yeah, it's then from there, you know, started getting involved. Uh, actually worked in higher education for Ryerson University for about seven years running a, a similar portfolio, uh, smaller, but uh, still was a director there and helped build it up and really got moved into sustainability. And uh, from there, it's been blessed, very blessed. And uh, as the saying goes, uh, with all luck, preparation and opportunity and luck happened, you know? So here I am at Sick Kids and uh, jumped out of the frying pan into the fire, as Carl said, in regards to COVID, but it's been great. It's been very, you know, a tough situation for the world. But I'm uh, here at Sick Kids. The staff and the team have been amazing. So yeah, very blessed. Wow, that's a that's a great journey in, indeed. Um, now that you're here, and and I know you couldn't have possibly planned for what occurred uh, in 2020, but I'm curious to know what are some of your lessons learned leading up to where you currently are, and I'm curious to also know what has pivot, like what has changed, what. Uh, what did you do to pivot compared to what you've been using, the knowledge you've been using up to now? I know it's a, maybe a two-part question, so feel free to talk about lessons learned and then tell me what the experience was and how that's changed for 2020. Yeah, as you basically said, I think it's the connections of almost any job I did, and I think also being a consultant, you're constantly, you know, that was my, uh, my forte, coming into projects that were off the rails already. Uh, and getting them back onto the rails. So either schedule issues, budget issues, technical aspects, it kind of became the thing for me to kind of fix things that were already kind of in danger. Uh, so yeah, COVID for me, honestly, and once again, a blessing, it, it wasn't a massive shock in, in regards to how to deal with it. It became another challenge in regards to saying, hey, this is happening right now. It's coming quick, it's coming fast, and there's a lot of unknowns. Um, and then the experience I developed learning from working in pharmacy and bio, uh, biotech, right? And we're talking about vaccines specifically, that was the area that I, I studied in and, and worked in. So it really came together. So my time in coming to healthcare, uh, because a lot of people are like, are you crazy? Why are you go to, why are you go to healthcare? You got a good and higher ed, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, you're gonna be in charge of people's lives and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, I was kind of like, no, I think I can do it. And then boom, COVID. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it was just kind of taking everything I learned. And then exactly as you said, it's as much experience as you have, you have to be able to pivot as well. And kind of just rely on your, your staff and your team 
that I inherited. And uh, just, I brought this different leadership style to the table and, and it really worked out well. And, and uh, I said, I took my learnings from my mentor and kind of gave everyone the license to fail in regards to, hey, I'm here to support you. Here's some of my philosophies, let's work together. And uh, yeah, we came together and we're able to really support right across from my patient uh, support team who worked directly with the clinical side, uh, maintain the buildings and facilities, protect the buildings. So yeah, it all kind of worked out really well. So, you know, relied on past life and brought it forward and just made the changes to adapt. And so I'm curious now, so you brought some of those lessons learned, particularly the experience you had. I mean, you naturally fell into uh, that area because of your background in the pharmaceutical. So it actually worked hand in hand. What was uh, something that new, a new lesson learned, if you can give an example, that you now rely on and use that in part of your leadership? It, I think it's a great question. Net new really was the relationships because all of a sudden I was only here for five months and all of a sudden I'm on these massive committees making decisions that are going to be impacting not only your own staff but the big unknown, but also we were seeing what's happening in the U.S. and Italy. So, you know, we were hunkering down in healthcare like this is coming. And uh, I think Carl knows this, I'm a big analogy guy. It was literally like Games of Thrones. You know, you're, you're, you're all sitting there, you know, the, the horde's coming and, you know, it's cold outside and the team's hungry, and but you got to hold the line, right? Literally, it was like that. <laughs> and as a leader, you're sitting there going, hey, man, <laughs> I don't know what's coming, but it's coming. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I kind of use those analogies and kind of kept people smiling and laughing, but it, it was the truth. You know, everyone kind of sat back and said, yeah, we kind of are like Game of Thrones right now because you saw what's happening, as I said, in Italy, you saw what happened in New York and, and, and just how tough it was on the hospitals, right? So it was like, are we ready? And it's like, you know, you're going to your leadership and saying, we're ready as much as possible, right? So I think it was just being real in that sense, you know, and kind of saying, I know the knowns I know, then there's the unknown knowns, and then there's the unknown unknowns. And it's just accepting those and uh, being prepared, prepared to pivot every time it happened and uh, make the necessary adjustments. It's just the same philosophy, right? So I think really the big lesson learned is expect the unexpected because that's the reality. <laughs> and uh, accept it without panic, you know, uh, and, and diving into that is kind of saying, you can only control what you can control. And when the unexpected, unexpected happen, you accept it, you don't panic, you realize what you can do and what you do have control over. And then you prepare and use, you know, that past lessons learned, expertise, and as I said, a lot of luck. You, know, you prepare. That's what I said. I love that term, you know, preparation meets opportunity and that's luck and that's how we kind of handle things. Yeah. Well said, well said. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm curious from your uh, perspective, Kyle. Um, now let's fast forward a bit and I'm thinking in a post-pandemic era. Um, what type of new norms in the workplace do you envision lasting well, well into the future? You know, there's a whole bunch, you know, as I kind of touched on a little bit, 2020 and even part of 2021 has been such a difficult time for everybody across the board, uh, you know, COVID related. It, it's been, but then it's, it's been a blessing. It's one of the things that in my past life as a consultant, you know, is during the uh, financial crisis. And there was a lot of panic. And as I said before, the unknown had hit. And, and I remember saying to my, my boss at the time, the, the president kind of saying, hey, 
there's a term kind of like when the forest burns, burns down, it's a bad thing when the, the forest does burn, but it gives an opportunity for those first seeds that can never grow to come down, plant first, and they become the new oak trees, right? Because, you know, when the, the oaks are there, they're, they're causing the shadow and nothing new can grow, right? Things kind of go bad. It seems bad at the time. A lot of great things come out of it. Uh, and so I think that's what we'll see after the pandemic, right? That really brought forward um, in clear lens a situation that's been going on for a very long time. And uh, the other podcast, the gentleman that was there, he I love the fact that he brought being uh, uh, comfortable with it being uncomfortable. And I think that will be long lasting, you know, as we, you know, the BIPOC, you know, the Black, Indigenous, people of color, work with our allies and those, and, and everyone gets used to being comfortable without being uncomfortable. So uh, that I think will be, you know, long lasting from there. Um, I think the whole ability to work from home and that transformation of how we're all going to be and how that's changing us as a lifestyle. Um, the one thing I was just talking to my boss about was the fact that working from home, finally we're seeing each other as people. That's the beautiful thing, you know, we've all been grinding for a while, especially in North America. I can't speak about Europe. I think the Europeans do a bit better <laughs> in regards to uh, work-life balance or work-life integration. But um, I think the ability for people to see you at home you know, the cat run across your computer screen, the dog barking in the background. That all of a sudden we're saying, wow, we're people. You know what? So-and-so's a person, you know? The, the kid tugging on you, right? So I think that will continue. I think- Talking about know, personal experience there, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. You, you think it'll continue? Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do. I think, you know, I hope it continues. You know, good leaders will be. I think the the emotional leaders will will start coming forward, you know, and leading from an emotional standpoint and getting the best out of their employees and realizing that that's what's going to make companies better and organizations better. You know, there's the emotional aspect and that's the, that's the transformation of this all. So I'm excited. I mean, that's how I'm going to lead and continue, you know, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully everyone else does. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I like how you put okay. out uh, the emotion, re rephrase that, the emotion. Emotional leaders. Emotional leadership. I really like that, emotional leadership. I'm curious to know, um, how do you think you're going to get to your, your, your next stage? So what is your plans uh, for the future for 2021? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a great question, too. <laughs> I, I think for me, it's to continue to work on that. Uh, and learn from my past trainings and, and develop that aspect of being the emotional leader. And what I mean by that is that with COVID, I think you saw when we saw our leaders come on TV and leaders that we all kind of question. And, and I'll use here for us and here in Canada, especially in Ontario, right? And, and like them or not, there was an aspect towards Doug Ford that I think all of us at one point in time, when you saw his true, he was scared. And it was perfect timing for him to show that he was kind of like, yeah, this is scary. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 what I mean by emotional leadership, right? It, it's easy to walk up and be like, we're going to do this and that's how it is. And there's a time for that, but there's a time where we need someone to show that, hey, we're human and we're going to get through this together. And across the board, when you saw certain leaders do that from presidents, <laughs> prime ministers, the ones who did it well, made people feel better that we could get through this together. The ones that didn't do it so well, you saw a lot of panic, a lot of concern and fight back. So for mm -hmm. me, it's to kind of take those and, and how I, I used it for my team. Um, yeah, I, I want to get more and more involved with sharing my my knowledge, you know, working with peers, colleagues uh, to help develop more 
leaders who come from an emotional standpoint. You know, you got to address problems rationally. You got to mm-hmm. strategically, but you got to lead by being using emotion. You know what I mean? And, and showing people that because I think you, people build more trust with you. Um, so yeah, and next steps is continue to do what I can here at Sick Kids and add value. Uh, learn a lot. There's some amazing people here across the board from the clinical side, uh, right down to my cleaners. You know, there are some they're great people and. Uh, it's amazing when you talk to them, stop and listen. That's what we're doing a lot. Just stop and really listen, you know, don't wait to talk, listen. So uh, I'm excited. I know that uh, you took some time to spend some time with us and I really appreciate it. I don't want to keep you longer because you're in the middle of, of uh, what's going on with our transformation. I thank you for being on our As Is To Be podcast. Today was a great discussion on transformational leaders, lessons learned. And I really like how you summarized being an emotional leader. Uh, that's, those are great attributes and some other things that you mentioned that I think we could take from this and start using it in our own leadership as we progress through 2021. So thank you again for being on our podcast. Really appreciate it, my friend. Hey, great for having me. Really appreciate it. Excited about what the two of you are doing. And uh, it adds to my tool belt watching you guys and your, the different guests you have. So yeah, keep it up and uh, love to have you have me back one day. That'd be great. And, uh, keep it posted as well. You know, it, it's been great. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there you have it. Another episode of As Is To Be. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. All right. Peace. Peace.